live from a secret location on a private retreat somewhere in San Diego, California. This is GGTV Sessions. Good morning and welcome to GGTV Sessions. Um, we're going to get to that in a second. You'll understand why I'm humming and homing. We are at our super special secret location here in San Diego. It's a gorgeous day and I will give you, a, it is a very windy day here in San Diego as well. So there could be some background going on, but that's because, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto, and, and Dorothy's going to get blown away. But it's, it's, it's gorgeous, so don't mind the blow, the breeze, the wind. We're going to have a fabulous session, and I'm super excited to have you here. My special guest today is from the Epic Human Project. Danny, Danny Picard, like Captain Picard. Yes. You, did you ever fly um, the... The USS Enterprise with your great great grandfather, Captain Picard. Um, I I built it with the power of my mind, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why we're here today because the power of your mind. Um, Really quick, why don't you tell uh, the the listeners listening right now um, who you are, what you're about, a little synopsis about you, and then I want to go into our our relationship. Wow, how do I break this down? Okay, so. uh, I was always the the I was always the the really soft spoken quiet kid on the playground. Okay. Um, I would be making altars when I was little, and I always believed in magic. And I was like, how come this world doesn't see this magic that I see? Okay. And then I started to get super depressed, and I would have emotional breakdowns, and thought I was going absolutely crazy at a young age. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They didn't know what to do with this. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, you know, I was about to kill myself at the age of 17. Mm. I didn't know what else to do because the voices in my head were so loud. And, um, so I went and looked at my horoscope and it said, do you feel like you're going crazy? (laughs) Maybe you're just psychic. Come and join our meditation classes. And that's kind of where it all began. And that's when I found, uh, energy healing, Reiki and, um, then I started to explore uh, further meditations. I started to really get into all metaphysical things mm-hmm. and then started to realize that I had this knowingness that was just kind of automatic. Um, and uh, moving from being a Reiki master teacher, moving into being a Litarian Reiki master teacher, which is five vibrational bands beyond a typical uh, teacher of Reiki, and then vibrational. I, uh, explain <clears throat> that for a second. The vibrational band. What does so, that mean? Okay, so frequencies. So basically, the uh, I started working with higher uh, realms, uh, angelic realms, if you will. Okay. Okay. Um, I became this bundle of joy, which I didn't know would happen. That was a surprise, um, and it was much better feeling than feeling like I was going batshit crazy. Okay. And so. I kept going on with this, and then I'd see different sacred geometric patterns and colors and stuff, and that's, I mean, I also uh, became a hypnotherapist because I was also battling a lot of drug and alcohol addictions and sex addictions and 
addiction to addictions and <laughs> addictions to my mind and addictions to everybody else's mind. And so um, I realized that the, the easiest way for me to do that would actually to become a certified hypnotherapist. And so self-hypnosis self is a thing? Oh, yeah. You can self-hypnotize yourself. Yeah. That's in I didn't yeah. know you could hypnotize so, yourself. So, well, you know, you know TV programs. Uh-huh. So they call it programming. Well, okay. because most of the time you're zoning out and basically you're being force-fed all this stuff saying, buy me, mm-hmm. no, you don't need me. Subliminal, subliminal yeah. messaging. Yeah. Right, so, right, right. So we're always in a subconscious, you know, uh, open state of mind. But uh, when we're younger, we're very much in that stage. It's So when we go through different experiences as uh, children where maybe there was some sort of trauma or abuse or anything like that, you know, it can become a pattern later on in life that many adults need to figure out how to update. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, can you make yourself cluck like a chicken? No. No. I'm more more of a moose type of guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can make yourself moo. Do mooses moo? I, I don't know. Hmm. I have to look into that. I make some weird noises when I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and when you eat. <laughs> well, it's like a goat chewing his cud, you know. <laughs> Someone's got to chew it. Someone's. <laughs> okay, so we have like a little brief. It's a year. Yeah, so I've I've been through a lot of stuff, right? But, yeah. But rather than play the victim thing, I wanted to figure out how to overcome it. And so, um, <clears throat> so where I'm at right now is, I you know I had a thriving practice. Um, my twin brother passed away from pancreatic cancer. Eleven other people died that same year. Yeah, it was a rough one for that, you. That was that was awful. And so I said, screw this, I'm going to Egypt. <laughs> the, the most logical thing I could ever think of is, let's just go to Egypt. Let's get it all over with. <laughs> Why not? And I uh, got back and nothing seemed the same. And so I hopped in my car and uh, drove out to Sedona, Arizona, where I currently live. And I've, I feel super happy and content with everything. Well, I, let's, let's, let's dial it back a minute yeah, so that, now that, that we know a little bit about you and mm-hmm. who you are what you do what you're trained to do your certificate you're certified in in that kind of thing um we met in the summer of 2017 i think so yeah i think so um and it, w- what's so special about being you being here today is you really started me on my own spiritual journey um, it, the Church of Glam, this podcast, none of this would be here right now if it hadn't been for mm. you and I connecting. Oh. So. Oh, look, goosebumps. The conversation in the car on the way over here, you've, you've helped me, like, deeply. So just know that. Oh. We talked about, you know, in life we help lots of people, and, and many people are, if they're not ready mm-hmm. for it, you can't help a person. You can't. Yeah. Bring a horse to water, you can't make a drink, so forth and so on. Um, so we met in, in the forests of Oregon at the What the Festival. It was my very first music festival that I'd ever been to. Um, I, we had a mutual friend, Christian, mm-hmm. um, who kind of uh, told me that we're having this festival in the forest and it, it's a bunch of straight but open-minded people and, and I think we should bring some drag to it and do a drag show for a bunch of high people. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's kind of what I thought it would be. But I was pleasantly supli- surprised and just blown away by what it actually was. I mean, uh, I haven't been to other festivals, but I know that this one is special because um, they limited the amount of people. Wonderful. I think they're doing some 
tree trimming today, which is 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 great. You may hear that <laughs> as well in the background, but don't worry, we're okay. Um, so this festival, they limit. I think it was twenty five hundred people, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of people, but just the right amount of people, I think, for that kind of environment. And yeah. this festival took place in the most beautiful uh, open field plain. I, you looked one way and you saw Mount Hope, Hood. 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 This majestic mountain just just rising up with snow on the top. And then you look the other way and you could literally see the sand dunes of the desert. Yeah. The edge of the desert. Yeah. So you were like right in between the desert and the forest. And half of the event was on this plane where all the the musical stages are. And then the other half was inside this giant pine forest. Right. It was, it was so amazing. It was truly, it truly to this day is one of the most magical experiences of of my life. The two times that I went, we went two years. Um, But we met um, at... You were having a I workshop. Was, yeah, I was doing a talk. You were doing a talk. Yeah. And like everything that in my life that I kind of felt, you basically said. <laughs> and I've always been a spiritual person. I've never really kind of uh, associated with organized religion. But in my, in my journey, my path to learning more about uh uh, exchange of energy, law of attraction, um, your chakras, uh, crystals, and all that, all that lovely stuff. Um, I had always been exposed to uh, all female mm-hmm. uh, uh, personalities that I just didn't never felt that I melded with. And then I met you, and you were talking about all of these things that I've been interested in, but you were able to describe it or. At, at least convey it to me through a gay man's eyes, if you will. Like, I mean, and I just, I was blown away by that. It was different. Yeah. And you're one of the very few people with your accreditation, or at the time, I don't know, maybe today it's different, but in that genre was mostly female dominated. Absolutely. Is it still? Even even the the schooling that I would, you know, the trainings that I would go to, I was like the little 20-year-old twink with the the middle-aged moms you know <laughs> yes, <yeah>. um <laughs> yeah. surra- surrounded by women all the time so but <laughs> lots of estrogen <laughs> and you know i was invited to go up there and, and uh speak about i think i was talking about forgiveness and, yeah. or maybe that was the second one forgiveness and manifesting okay um but either way i remember you and disco and uh the, israel. Uh, and israel walking and you guys came up to me and it was that was kind of like the end of the story <laughs> we it, we found our tribe yeah. within the music festival so what had happened that day was you did a, a guided hypno session yeah i remember in in the uh mm-hmm. one of the octagon yes. little huts in the forest and we i literally saw all of my guardian angels like in this room like all celebrating me, and like I, 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 I remember it to this day vividly in color. I remember the colors coming at me. I remember all of my guardian angels being like fucking rock stars and like club kids, <laughs> and then um, like Pan just came to my face, like up in my face, like this deity 
was just yeah. like kind of like looking at me and kind of going like this and like this being like, all right, hey, <laughs> welcome to the party. So, so one of the things, and this has been very challenging for me, is that when I tap into these abilities, realizing that some of my gifts are that I'm able to basically call in these beings that need to be present with us at these times. And so, and, and for me to actually go, who am I to be this person has been kind of a, a big lesson for me to not do that. Because <laughs> when I do that, they get really pissed. Um, <clears throat> Don't want to piss them off. Well, it's not so more that they get pissed. I lose my connection. Mm. And so, and realizing that, wait, I, I am gifted in this ability and it is an, a, an ability. And, um, you know, especially after going to Egypt, you know, these things have just heightened but I kept suppressing it. And what we were talking about in the car over here about fear of rejection and whatnot, I, I have been deeply, deeply afraid to be very, very honest and open about this because, again, who are you to have these abilities? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's just like kind of out of the norm. And like the fear of somebody like saying, oh, you're just crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. But the, the irony is that I'm 10 times more sane <laughs> when I'm actually talking about these things. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's just my truth. And, and it's, you know, we're in this world where everything's crazy anyway. And, you know, everything's kind of, you know, this chaos, consistent chaos is, um, you know, really kind of prevalent in life well and it's keeping mm. it's keeping other people suppressed with their own abilities from going through this awakening process right and that's what really keyed me in is what you what you instilled in me was that the the, the planet is going through this awakening you know we're all leveling up together oh and now they're <laughs> leaf blowing <laughs> do they have any um heavy drilling or or jackhammering to do today <laughs> I brought my jackhammer. Yeah. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what really turned me on was like you opened my mind to that we were all upgrading in life. Yes. And that like these emo like these periods of maybe depression or maybe anxiety aren't necessarily a bad thing. You you opened my mind to kind of look at it from a different perspective. And now when I have moments of uh, anxiety or or overwhelmingness, I can stop and be like, "You're growing, you're yeah. you're leveling up." This feeling, this moment of uncomfortableness, is just a moment of learning, and yeah. I'm able to compartmentalize it better. Awesome, and put it to the side and be like, "Okay, well, we'll talk to you later." Right. And sometimes I even have to like hold a little rubber ducky and think about the thing that was stuck in my head. Is it a big duck? It, it, no, it's a little duck. I like big ducks. <laughs> and I have to put that ducky in a box and I say, oh, we're going to talk later. <laughs> but it, it really helped. Like, we all have such random shit flowing yeah. around in our heads. Yeah. And, and, and with this upgrade in society, you know, being able to um, recognize... Mm -hmm. and compartmentalize. Well, and I think, you know, society teaches us to think and look at things in one way. Right. And it doesn't really support independent thinkers <laughs> mm -hmm. and the ability to reframe a situation that can be looked at uh, differently from many different situations, you know? Um, and that's, that's a huge thing. I literally had to cut out all my social media again mm. um, because I needed to take control back of my own energy, my time, and my my 
uh, focus. Uh, you know, my ability to think uh, my unique individual way is priceless. And for me, I have to have very strict boundaries about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't allow myself to have those boundaries for a while. And I became completely lost and I kind of went through the crazy thing again. And then I had to get re back with my, you know, back with my self care, Mm -hmm. but it's like an energy management thing. You know, if we're continuously being told what to think and how to think and how to breathe and how to poop and whatever by society, you don't have the right to be you is basically what's being told to your soul. Mm -hmm. And that's crippling. (laughs) it's crippling to many, many people. And so there's a lot of mental health issues going on around the world right now. What do you, how do you feel the effects of COVID on people? Oh, it, you know, nothing like a good trauma to blast people into a more deeper state of, um, fear, anxiety. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. absolutely. You know, I was telling you about the, you know, with myself, even, you know, I cared so much about people when I saw that going on, I felt like I needed to comfort everybody, but I comforted everybody but myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to get back into, okay, how do I comfort myself in order to lessen the anxiety? Um, what's happening when, it, when a person goes into any sort of fear-based realities or whatnot, which is, it's a natural response. It's the fight or flight mechanism. Mm-hmm. Okay. It causes people to be more amplified into making decisions that are more in a state of reaction right? rather than making good decisions and out of being intentional. And so what we see is a lot of people just kind of, you know, doing weirder things, spending more time on the internet because let's, let's be honest, a lot of people, that's all they did during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and so different things like that, it kind of opens them up a little bit more energetically. And then what a lot of people say is, oh, I need more protection stones. I need more, I need more angelic protection. But really what you need to do is actually realize that you're safe and you're loved by all of consciousness and you're not in a state of fear. Here we are like, you know, palm trees waving and, you know, there's other mega yachts sailing right past us, you know? And so... (laughs) <laughs> to just there goes Richard Branson, <laughs> now, virgin. Now, lo- <laughs> yes. hey, hey, Rich. Um, <laughs> hey, Leonardo DiCaprio. What's up? What's up? Um, <laughs> it's just us. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, you know, the logical mind knows that there's nothing crazy going on in this moment right now. But the subconscious mind is still wired on being... And uh, like, I need to run. Mm-hmm. I need to run out of fear. Like, you know, there's something chasing me. I have to resource is a big thing to think about. The resource. Oh, resource. let's go buy more stuff because yeah. it makes me feel, feel in better. control. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to shop yeah. when I'm stressed. Absolutely. Who doesn't? I mean, this <laughs> whole is, you know, oh. so, you know, the murder hornets are coming, you know, yeah, yeah. You know there's hurricanes. They've been coming and, for years. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's, uh, you know, what, uh, these, these rivers that you guys have at, atmospheric rivers that you have in oh, California yeah. now. Yeah. And the Euphrates is, is, is drying up. Yeah. So the same four with horse men are coming. Yeah. 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 So, you know, back, back in, back in our day, the, the atmospheric rivers were called storms. Yeah. In, and those happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that is a new term. Like, why all of a sudden are we oh, having yeah. atmospheric because, rivers? <laughs> because it makes people buy things, right? It makes you get your um, your bug out bags and mm-hmm. all of your your absolutely your, your generators, um, your canned goods. Yeah. Um, now, unfortunately, so a lot of these things will will scare people so much that they're actually in a frozen mode mm-hmm. where they feel stuck and mm-hmm. they don't know how to act or react or they become so overwhelmed 
that um, that it's hard to move or be productive. And it's really difficult to be productive if you're in that state because all of your energy is going towards needing to run away from everything. I, f- I totally, like, I used to, like, watch that doomsday preppers show did you ever watch it and i felt so yeah. bad for these people that are like they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to make these bunkers and to stock them waiting for the end of the world it's like well you're not living your life building this bunker <laughs> to yeah. maybe I, I, it just no it fascinates <laughs> me too you know and then of course i wonder if i should have a bunker <laughs> right. now now let me tell you what i did with you know with the the money that i got from the the government during the pandemic uh-huh, uh-huh. is i went and i stocked up on having a 10 month supply of food, food yeah. i went and got a battery solar uh generator mm-hmm. uh water filters and what this did for me is it allowed my mind to just know that okay wait i I do have supplies in case something were to happen right and i think this is a really important thing because you know many of us don't think that way you know we're just trying to get by day to day but to the subconscious mind that really creates a lot of peace especially if you have if you have money saved up in your savings account right Peace of you mind. Know? Yes. Yeah, peace of mind is a really, really, really important thing. Mm-hmm. So, if we're always trying to be in a state of survival, that's not really a, a peace of mind. But we can get out of that survival mode by making sure we have those things that allow our minds to be calm. Right. Right. Like, like rubber ducks. Rubber and, ducks. Like and big having giant bunkers. Right. Right. With For, rubber ducks. At, at my level, I just want a clean and organized drag room. I think that would give me <laughs> right. a peace of mind. You right know, now. It's a, a to B, A to Z, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Where? So you're not as um, involved though in that work. No. No. Do you want to know why? Why? Tell me. Um, because I am exploring who I am. It's time for Danny. It's time for this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've been enjoying taking beautiful photographs. Your, um, your, your photography is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And they um, can even see it now in, in galleries. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually putting up my, uh, my photography up in galleries in Sedona and, uh, and yeah, I'm getting them printed on, the beautiful glossy things that people can buy for a fortune and contribute to this, my peace of mind. Thanks. Love it. Um, but I'm also studying for my sommelier exam. Okay. Um, I'm a wine bitch. You're a wino? I'm, I'm a wino. I've been uh, a fine dining waiter for almost 26 years. Yeah. And I love doing it. I love talking about wine. I sell a lot of wine. I sell a lot of expensive wine. You make a lot I, of money in I, Sedona selling you know, wine. They, they, I tell them what to drink and they say, well, if, okay. <laughs> You're the wine whisperer. I'm the wine wizard. Oh, the wine wizard. That. <laughs> yeah. No, so, but I want to teach uh, classes on the alchemy of wine. Okay. You know, so it's kind of like this uh, um, amal- amalgamation of, of like all of my interests, kind of uh, alchemy, wine, having a good time, enjoying yourself. And, you know, because when you think about what's, what's after fear and survival is thriving and enjoyment, yeah? <sighs> but if I continue to stay in the space of helping, uh, you know, of, of going into, oh my God, let's talk about our childhood traumas. Oh, yeah. You know, because that can be a habit too. Mm-hmm. And so we have to kind of give ourselves permission to go, okay, wait, that trauma was like 80 years ago. Mm. Why do I keep talking about it now? Well, you're only like 
25, so how could it be? Well, I've lived a lot of li- lifetimes. Oh, true, true. You know? True. Yeah. yeah, that. We forget about the childhood traumas of our past lives, too. Yeah. Have you done ayahuasca? Never. Never. Do you recommend it? Um, I'm an organic person, which mm. uh, I've always been... Uh, my... Let's see. This is a really, really interesting question. I don't feel that everybody needs it. Um, I feel I've actually helped a lot of clients who have had ayahuasca experiences and they come to me because they didn't know how to integrate what had happened. Mm. So um, for for, uh, those purposes, it's not for everybody. Um, Pay attention to your intuition. Use your best judgment. Don't do it because other people are doing it. And I think that's the biggest thing and that kind of comes to this fear of rejection people say you know oh everybody else is doing this you know maybe maybe it's good for me the only thing that interests me about it is the concept of 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 coming to terms with your past lives i mean that's what most people do ayahuasca for correct mm-hmm. to to it's uh, regression therapy past life regression therapy I think it just more so brings up revelations or, or different things that you're not usually able to see mm. um, in a normal, like, it's 8 a.m. on a Tuesday kind of scenario. Gotcha. I have to be in the jungle. But I think there's also <laughs> a lot of ego involved with it. Yeah. I, I you know, I, um, I'm, I'm not opposed to medicinal mushrooms. I'm not, you know, but do I do that for myself? No. Yeah. Um, I prefer meditation. I prefer looking at the stories that my subconscious mind tells myself and that I notice as habits and patterns. And then if I see a habit that I have, I change it. Now, some people need to, some people need to be in an altered state to be aware of these habits and patterns. Mm-hmm. But what I recommend is starting with meditation. Right. So you you firmly believe that you can achieve it's cheaper. the same thing. It's cheaper. You don't have to go to the Amazon. And puke all day. Yeah. That just, you know, and when, you know, I got bit by Black Widow spider this you did. last July. You and, did. And one of the things that came to me is I'm like, oh, this is why people do combo. Combo. Combo is the um, uh, frog medicine. They, they, oh. they, they put the, the, uh, poison the venom of the a poison, a poison frog okay. in your body and it causes you to vomit profusely and then people feel amazing afterwards oh okay yeah sounds spiritual doesn't it um <laughs> sounds like an e coli <laughs> infection <laughs> so you know to me this just doesn't make a whole lot of sense but after having that venom in my body from the black widow what happens is that the body is so powerful that it calls back any resource that it needs from all dimensions and realms to make you survive. Mm-hmm. So if you have a toxic venom in your body that's causing your body to be in a state of you know, poison, toxic shock, or whatever, you're actually energetically calling back all of your resources to your body. And so what people do is they get really, really um, empowered by this overcoming death experience. Mm. And then that becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these things, so this is why I say start with meditation, folks, <laughs> you know, because you don't want to try to trick your soul because this will cause different um, repercussions to your soul's evolution too. Um, uh, and, you know, I just gained weight after that. I didn't turn <laughs> into that hot little twink Spider-Man. You didn't turn into no Spider-Man. I became a bear. Damn. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're bear man now. I, I think I'm just accepting it. I'm a bear. Bears are in, so it's okay. Okay. Apparently in California. Uh, only in California? <laughs> not, in, not in Sedona? Uh, <laughs> gays don't exist in Sedona. You're the one? <laughs> the one gay in I'm, Sedona. He's I'm, right here with me. I'm so all, there are no gays in Sedona right now. I'm all five of them. <laughs> <laughs> I just had this like vision of you walking down the main street of Sedona with a bunch of pride flags for pride all by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what is the future of Danny? Where do, where do you see it? The so where where what I'm doing right now is I'm allowing myself so um I'm really allowing myself to think more expansively. Last night I told you that I you know everything that I've been trying to kind of figure out for a long time was, you know, accepting myself and knowing that I, you know, I have these kind of weird magical powers that a lot of people, and I'm like, okay, cool. Because I was trying to suppress that. I was trying to fit into everybody else because I thought that that's what I needed to do. I had to be somebody else. And, you know, that's not (laughs) really what my body likes. So, um, you know, I really moved into this, you know, acceptance of, you know, I matter exactly as I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm obviously here for a reason. And so let's start manifesting things that I want, you know, let's start, um, what is it that I want? And to, to really allow myself to understand that if there's trillions and trillions of galaxies and stars and you are a possibility and I'm a possibility, then possibilities are a thing. Anything is possible. Yeah. Anything is possible. Now, if you were raised, you know, which I, I was raised with a lot of emotional neglect and whatnot. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. And it's, you know, me and my mom talk about this and we have open conversations with her mom, you know, and, and so it's like a, you know, genealogical thing. But um, to, you know, anything is possible to people who believe in that unconditional love. But for me, I had to really tap into that unconditional love. And I, in order to do that, I had to really accept all that I am mm-hmm. on, on all weird magical levels. The good, the bad, and the other. Yeah. 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 No, no more nitpicking my flaws. No more shadow work. I'm like, the, the shadow... Bleh. <laughs> you know, you can, you can only... <laughs> at least caress it, you know? <laughs> at least get some... You know, I don't... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so you're you're not sure what is in the future, but you're well, at a point now where you're ready to allow for it. The allowance, and that's the important yeah. part. And that's you know because I feel open, I feel optimistic and positive. Um, I'm about to go to Mexico. Yeah, go to Vallarta for your first and time. So, you know, I just want to have fun, and I'm really good at having fun when I'm happy. And when I'm happy and I have fun. It's like people from five countries away can see me. Mm-hmm. Your vibration, bitch. She's vibrating. What's that? It's all, it's all five gay guys in one. We are going to take a little break now that we're talking about five guys in one. I have to use the restroom. We'll be right back. Okay. Want to join us live? Want to meet our cast and special guests? Have your say on this very podcast. Then come join our live studio audience. Sundays from 12 noon, live from the world-famous Urban Moe's Bar and Grill. We can't wait to meet you. Live from a secret location on a private retreat. Somewhere in San Diego, California. This is GGTV Sessions. GGTV Sessions. We're back. Oh, I, I had a little piddle. I might yeah. have jacked one off. It's <laughs> you. Yeah, Thinking it was, about five guys. It was, We're not talking about the burgers. It was almost like you didn't even go to the bathroom. 
almost. <laughs> so I'm sitting here with my good friend, my um, life coach, if you will, uh, Danny Picard, who's um, in town for just a hot minute. Hot minute. And I'm... Um, I'm I'm happy to share this this beautiful day with you and and kind of um and thank you like this is like a formal thank you thank you for being there for me when I needed you I was it was I was in a dark place when I met you I know like and life like was been... good but it was darkness I've always had the fear of rejection in my life and we were talking about this in the car and I think I've come to the terms last year, actually, when I came out to my family and, and shared of childhood trauma that I had had. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I s- have struggled with sex addiction, drug addiction mm-hmm. throughout my life. And it finally, like, dawned on me that it all, like, started when I was a kid. And I never, I, I don't remember it per se like I can't vividly describe it and I think a lot of victims of childhood trauma can relate to this and and since I couldn't quite picture it for for many years in my life I didn't think it happened or I wasn't sure it happened and then I just discounted it and I but I kept going back to that night I kept going back to you know I can't go to sleep at night because of the childhood trauma because it would happen in bed Mm -hmm. when I was sleeping so I, I went to a therapist once and, and, and I, w- I, I went to an acupuncturist who did some Reiki on me and she actually said, you know, I see you, and I didn't remember this until she said it. She goes, I see you sitting at the top of a staircase waiting. Mm-hmm. And you're in this perpetual waiting, like you're missing something that's going to happen. And it totally brought me back to my childhood, to one of the very first house I remember and I would, my, my babysitter would have parties downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I would sit at the top of the stairs and listen to everything they were doing. Yeah. And I believe one of those parties, I went downstairs and there may have been sexual acts happening. And I mm-hmm. think that was the start of, of right. the trauma. And then um, a little bit further on in life, the, the, the molestation occurred as well. So, like, my whole life has been, like seeking out sex because that sexual interaction gave me um, acceptance. Yeah. Made you feel loved on some level. Or it also was just like something that you knew was like a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, one of the things that I want to point out is, you know, imagine being a young child being brought into this world and then being that your first like massive perception of what is going to be your reality. And so it takes a long, long time to realize that there's, oh wait, I'm allowed to feel safe. I'm allowed to feel protected. I'm allowed to have wealth. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to smile. Uh, I wait, wait, what? I'm allowed to feel loved and not yeah. associate a sexual act with yeah. it. That's been like a big thing for me. Yeah. You know, uh, it's crazy. No, and it's, and this is, and it's, it's kind of interesting because it's like we all have to, we all go through these things for a reason, and you know. It makes the reward of the joy that comes after this that is available that much more golden when it happens. Mm. And so, and you know, I have to think in that way or else <laughs> what's the point? You know, there's got to be something happy and lovely happening, you know, after the trauma, you know. And so there's a lot of people kind of even with the COVID or whatever. It's, you know, traumas can be anything, mm-hmm. really. Um, 
uh, trauma can be having an intense mother or a hypercritical dad mm-hmm. or trauma can be, you know, trying to, you know, just even these sensitive souls being born into this world, being shown that you have to live in a computer 24-7 a day. That could be a trauma. Mm-hmm. So, For some people, you know, absolutely. It's got to be crippling. Yeah. So, you know, the... the you know, it's it's like this wonderful opportunity is like what, what makes us feel alive, what brings us joy. Who are the people that bring us joy to surround ourselves with? If you're not feeling joy all the time, maybe you should get off a of grinder. Yeah. You get know, off of let's start there. Get off of Instagram, get off of TikTok. You know, and start coloring in a you know, get some crayons and color in a coloring book instead. Right. Just start start with the basics. It doesn't have to be like you need to win the world series and become the world's best at anything. But. Just start being present yeah. in life. You know, and, and that's what you've kind of taught me. That's what kind of started my progression uh, working with uh, Urban Mose Bar and Grill and then Chris Shaw and, and Matt Ramon who really instilled the law of attraction in, in life and, and the manifestation of your words and yeah. how important they are, uh, your vibration you know, it, it's all you know, accumulated into today Yeah, and we're just going to keep vibrating and I might purchase a vibrator later today if you're in San Diego, stop by Pleasures and Treasures <laughs> One have, of our fabulous sponsors of the Church of Lamb. I, I, I don't think they have batteries big enough for yours. Oh, I don't do batteries. I do the plug-in chargeable okay. ones. You have, like, the, you have the solar power panel on your belly button. Got yeah, it. that's what it is. That's what it's it is. Belly button, yeah. That's that's a spot. <laughs> I want to go back and talk a little bit more about... Um, we talked about society leveling up. Yes. Going from a, a four-dimensional to a 5D world? Yes. Can you explain to people in layman's terms what four-dimensional is opposed to a, the fifth dimension? It's a very, very interesting topic. So think of like third-dimensional world as like the, you know, the mind, the fear-based world, the fear-based reality, the trauma, the shadow work, blah, 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 blah. Now, there's also like a kind of, you know... I, I don't I want to break this down into like a little bit more of a realistic way because so much of it is actually correlated with trauma. Really? So yeah, oh, absolutely. So if you think of like the when when we fall from the heart into the mind when in a state of fear because there was something that it was perce- perceiving as dangerous. Mm-hmm. So we go into the mind to try to analyze and to figure out and solve it. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of spiritual communities and and new agers are looking into is that okay wait the mind is 3d the heart is 5d okay so so the mind only uh, understands certain information whereas the heart understands and knows energy all, really i mean when you think about like what limits the heart nothing except your for the brain, mind you know <laughs> your mind yeah. knows reading writing and so computer so, think of you know how can we be more loving and compassionate to ourselves mm-hmm. how can we be more loving and compassionate to our past to the decisions we've made how can we accept what we have done and how can we change what we need to change now you know that a level of accountability so you know i i kind of try to move away from the 3d 5d thing because it paints a different picture okay where i kind of look at it as you know let's Let's try to organize our lives and to direct our lives and to change different habits that we can change that are no longer serving us. 
So when we look at it in those ways and we can go, okay, wait, do I need to do that anymore? No, it's wasting my energy. It's depleting me. Mm-hmm. It's not allowing me to be the best that I can. Okay. Do I need to do that anymore? No. Okay. What can you do in its place? Mm-hmm. Now, if you start doing this with different things, you can actually really, really recreate a really beautiful life. Now, and then there's this whole aspect of bringing heaven on earth where heaven already exists on this earth. And I feel like, you know, we don't, we don't allow this to be a, a thing because we, we often feel like, okay, we're not good enough to, you know, you know, live the dreams that I want to live because society says I'm not, I'm too busy comparing myself to everybody else. Or I can't get to heaven until I'm dead. That. <laughs> That's according a, to somebody told us that a while ago. Somebody wrote in a yeah. book. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we were talking about sinning earlier. And mm-hmm. so according to us, I mean, between you and me combined, I mean, we've, it should be all brimstone and fire yeah, right now, yeah, but it's pretty but, fabulous. But we're here, we're here, so obviously that belief doesn't work for me or you. Right, you know? right. Um, so a lot of these old paradigms of what we're taught and programmed with, we're allowed to go, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't feel right, nor is it true, or else I would be imploded or exploded or you know, you know, put on a cross again or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but to realize that this earth is very much alive. And there's another big uh, misconception. You know, the media really likes to fuel this idea that the world is crumbling. The world is crumbling. Mm-hmm. So think about it as a human being, being on this planet, you know, having these different situations happen as a child and going, oh my God, this world is dying. Does that make you want to stay here? No, of course no. not. So a lot of people are wanting to check the fuck out. <laughs> so all they do, and, and I and I know people like this, and I've had to set boundaries and, and put space between us. It's it's always, did you see this? Did you see this is happening? And this yeah. is crumbling? And this is, yeah. and this, uh, people are dying here? And people are sh- getting shot here? And it's like, well, girl, if that's all you listen to and partake in and learn about, then that's going to become your world. Yeah. And you're just attracting more but, of that. And also, I mean, you know, I've had so much death in my life. So I've, I've gotten to really explore this for my own self. Is that, you know, people die. Yeah. People choose to be here, choose not to be here. And, um, you know, that may sound weird for people to hear maybe for the first time ever. But also knowing that, you know, we, we make our own choices. And the, the way that we can create a beautiful, sustainable life for ourselves is by taking care of what we need to take care of for ourselves. To create that safety net, to create that, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs I talk about a lot where, you know, make sure you have your foundations. Your, do you have love from your family? Yeah. Or do you have, do you have friends or who you consider? Some family? sort of support system. Do you have yeah. a home? Do mm-hmm. you have water, food, shelter? You know, make sure those needs are met. You know, a lot of times in the healing uh, community or with people with neglect will oftentimes try to help everybody else but themselves. Mm-hmm which negate their own needs. Mm-hmm. And so this is a big issue. So when we start to move into creating this more loving, supportive um, state of being for ourselves, we can actually move into a higher echelon of noticing the beauty, noticing joy. Mm-hmm. But and it, Otherwise, you're going to be in resource mode. So the thing with the media and everything, it keeps people in that resourcing mode. Like, hey, everything's crumbling around you, so you need more resources. Right. So if you think that you're continu- continually needing more resources, you're going to use all of your energy to focus on what you need. Right. That you don't have. Right. Which creates the perception of lack. Mm. So When you have everything already. Yeah. 
And so, so, and this is what I realized, oh, wow, okay, the media, the social media, the computer, this is all creating this perception of lack in my awareness, and I need to just stop that. Now, it can be a little challenging and tricky because, you know, it's, a, it's scary to be a loner, to feel that you're alone. Mm-hmm. But what actually happens is all the angels show up. Yeah, you're never alone. <laughs> you're never alone. It's me, myself, yeah, and I. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I realize that I actually, you know, as, as social as I am, I actually, I thrive in my alone time. You do like your, your I, me I love, time. I love my me time. I'm very, very, very guarded with it, mm-hmm. too. You know? Um, you won't even come stay with me because you need your me time. <laughs> you're like, I don't know if your separate room is going to give me enough privacy. <laughs> I need a hotel room. <laughs> It is well. It's really important for me to integrate things and 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 whatnot. Mm-hmm. But so moving back to heaven on earth is that this the earth has already moved into that five D vibration. Now what we get to do is choose to either align with it or not. Mm-hmm. And so and that's kind of what's interesting. We have more social media outlets, more news outlets. So there's more information that's being passed, which is opening up people's susceptibility to be in that fear state. Mm-hmm. So what we really need to do is start meditating. Maybe if five minutes in the morning isn't enough, do five minutes in the morning and in the evening too. Meditation. You know, stop drinking so much. Right. Stop, you know. Meditation has always been stop something. Stop smoking meth. That, oh yeah, well that doesn't that will help either. Yeah. Um, I've never, I, it's hard for me to meditate. I won't say I never have because mm-hmm. in, in guided workshops with you I have and um you know, if, if, if you need to reach out, if you're listening right now and, and you're having issues with stress or anxiety and stuff like that, Danny has some amazing links that you can reach out to him on either Facebook or Instagram mm-hmm. and uh, he can talk you to and set up a workshop course for you too. Uh, and, it, and it's been very helpful, but it's hard for me to turn it off. Yeah. Like I can maybe get some breaths in. But then something creeps in. It's so hard for me to shut my brain down. And I think right. a lot of people can can, can relate with totally. that. You know, totally. I think you know, yoga is it does help in, in, in to quiet my mind and to get me into the breathing and connecting with my with my breath and my heart and my and my body and everything. But it's always been difficult for me. Yeah. Well and it's you know, the illusion the illusion and I will say the illusion of fear is very prominent. But when we start to take care of ourselves, that illusion starts dissolving. But it is all about self-care. Yeah. But, and, you know, in this society, we're taught to be more, buy more, to try to impress people, to prove that you are lovable. Mm. It's and, a very American thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, very American. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't have these, these external... Uh, the, when I've been to Europe and so forth, it was interesting. You just get the feeling that the people next to you are not concerned about whatever the fuck is going on with your life. It's just, no. you know, it's like everybody's living their own life. When you come to America, everybody, your neighbors, Comparing. the guy, they want to know what you're wearing, what you're driving, what you're making. It, it, it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. What do you do for a living? <laughs> right? And then they'll, of course, judge you if you say you're a waiter. Yeah. But you probably yeah. make more money than <laughs> than. I'll, I'll just people. say, you know what? You, you're not good enough for me anyway. There you go. Oh, trigger. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing I wanted to touch on. Um, touch on it. Was, and, and it was really interesting. Uh, one of the things touch that it. when we... Yeah, I'm going to touch it. Was that you opened up, in my mind, 
of the fact that myself and all human beings are empathetic creatures. Yes. Just some of us are in tune with it and some of us are not. Yes. But it, it took me to for you to tell me that, to like really tune into my walking down the street. Like if, you, if it was a beautiful day, like today, I could be walking down the street and all of a sudden the fear negativity would just start to absorb into me and I would start feeling. And it, and, it, and now I'm able to say, okay, well that might possibly have been that guy who just walked by me. Mm-hmm. And that's not my fear or my drama to deal with. Right. And I am able to then shed it off of me and step outside of it and walk away well, from it. And, and, and think about your, like our thoughts are magnetic. Yeah. So, do you want to think about the murder hornets, or do you want to think about eating a lollipop while streaking down University Avenue? Oh yeah, I mean, or something. Is it I mean, a, something more is it joyful? A, is I mean, it a I mean, fentanyl lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> Just one lick will do you. <laughs> Go for the blue part, girl. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's so powerful. People don't know how powerful they no. are. No. So if you're if you're thinking doom and gloom all the time, guess what you're going to attract? Homeless people. But see, a lot of people don't like this because that means, oh wait, you're accountable. Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You know. So let's go buy a protection stone. And mm-hmm. I'm not poo-pooing on this. I got crystals everywhere. My, right. Okay. But I like them because they're pretty. Right. <laughs> you got to do the work. You know exactly. And that's the thing is that, you know, we were not really taught that it's even possible to do the work. But it's really, really simple. And even if you just start focusing, you know what, like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to focus on how beautiful the inside of this earth must look. I'm going to just disallow myself to think that it's like this, you know, molten lava, doom and gloom. And, uh, you know, I'm going to, I want to picture it as a beautiful giant crystal down there with like this amazing oasis of love and bliss Mm -hmm. with all sorts of angels and fairies. And, you know, call me crazy, but it makes me feel good. Knowing that that's, or believing that that's, that's what works for me, you mm-hmm. know? I believe in a magical world, and I did as a kid, and now I do again. And it doesn't um, include any of the doom and gloom. Of course not. Miracles and, and magic happen every day. No, they do. And they do if you believe in it. Mm-hmm. If you don't, and you just believe in doom and gloom, then you'll see that, you know? But again, it's, it's that aspect of what we give focus to becomes powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it, it's, you know, what world do you want to create? What what can you think about in your future? Like, if you were possible, if you were a possibility of being born, just think about all the different possibilities that are available to you and to all of this world. But again, a lot of us get stuck in that kind of rep- that repetition of a pattern of, you know, I'm not good enough and... You know, I I don't matter. But if you didn't matter, you wouldn't be here. And you can get caught up in... um, When I grew up, my mother always made me feel bad if I didn't... Not made me feel bad. I don't want to say that the wrong way. She meant well when she would say... Think about the starving children in Africa. Right. <laughs> so then you're you're too. caught in this in this cycle in your head where you you feel shame for wanting to feel better or yeah, having or fe- something that you want. Fe- feeling shame for being abundant and prosperous. Uh, right. Oh, like, totally. It's it's bizarre, you know. But yeah. I mean, I, it's horrible what's happening with children in Africa. But, but it's but not. You know, that's happening with children here too. Too absolutely. But and it's happening to children everywhere. It's happening to adults whatever but mm-hmm. but you know again on this spiritual 
quest, we are all responsible for our own selves. And so, and that's another thing that guilt has created, you know, whether it be from the, vi- the Bible or whatever, is that we feel responsible for how other people feel. Mm-hmm. And so, this is why when we walk down the street and you start feeling other people's stuff, it's because you have a subconscious program that you're responsible for how other people feel. Oh, that person's frowning. Oh, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. Oh, what did, do I have a bugger in my <laughs> nose? Is my fly what did down? I do what, wrong? what did I do? What's wrong? I must have done something wrong to make that person, but, and, and you didn't do anything wrong. That they person didn't, is choosing their own feelings. They didn't even recognize that you were and, there. So, you know, and, <laughs> and this is a really important thing is that, you know, we're, we're responsible for how we feel, but we've, because in this reality of everything is love, there's no guilt or shame. So we're just holding on to this old paradigm right. until we learn that it's okay to let it go. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. that feel good? Fuck yeah. Like, wait, what the hell? I didn't have to shame myself for it. No. No. I didn't have to shame myself for a coping mechanism because I was taught that I was unlovable. No. I just have to learn that I'm loved. I'm Absolutely. Lovable. That's what this is all about, yeah. you know? Um, You're all someday, lovable. You're all beautiful. Everybody. The good life for all mankind. That's what glam is about. Yeah. That's what that's the message that I want out there for everyone to know that the good life is there for all of us. And some people will say you're saying mankind, what about women? Well, the definition of mankind is all people. So, and it just goes with the M in my work. And then <laughs> Well, and yeah. So when I finally have my brick and mortar church, which will happen someday, Danny, will you come be an instructor? Yeah. 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 Cuz I want a church. Can I bless it with a twerking sesh? Absolute. Hot day. With all that bootay. Can I tell you something? <laughs> tell me. I twerked in the king's chamber in Egypt. You did? I did. How amazing was that? It was very wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> so now so now, one of my favorite things to do is when I go to sacred sites, I twerk. You twerk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your next sacred site you're going to twerk at? The bathhouse <laughs> in Puerto Vallarta? <laughs> Well, I don't want to stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> oh, shit. I might. <laughs> no, but, you know, like Shasta, I've twerked on. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, Shasta's beautiful. If you've never gone to Shasta, go to Shasta. It's just, it's, it's just it's, um, beautiful. It's, it's an energy portal, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. So, Mount Shasta, a lot of people think that it's the first, the first chakra of the earth, but it's actually the crown chakra. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? There's a lot of things, a lot of stories, a lot of spiritual people that that are not really true. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Are there just, people who just talk just shit so they can feel better about themselves and them, their egos? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so they can make more money to provide for their family. Yes, anything yeah. that works. Yes, Joel Osteen. So, yeah. so pay attention. I'm just going to say this: if you feel something doesn't resonate with you when you're with a teacher, pay attention to that. Get up and leave. Yeah. You don't have to stay there out of guilt to make them feel bad if you leave. I will, I will get up and I will go talk to that instructor and be like... <laughs> Can I go as far as to say in life, in life if you're if ever anything. in a situation Absolutely. where you don't feel comfortable or you don't want to be there, you don't have to stay no. there. No. And I think people were, are much more prone to complain about that than to do anything to change it. Absolutely. And I'm guilty of it. I've done, I mean, there are, there are things in my life that I still am working on. I think yeah. we're all works in Absolutely. process, but you know, 
much more in life I've separated myself from people that are not you know there are two people types of people in the world people who are there to help you and people who are there not mm -hmm. to help you or do nothing for you well and so you touched on something earlier you said you know you know I was the reason for you doing this and I just want to say bitch you were ready <laughs> you cracked open because you were ready yeah you know I just said I just said some things that allowed you to feel free to do that you know, so, you know, when we give power to, you know, I don't want you to, like, I want you to keep your power to know that it was you that made those choices. You know, just like it was my power to, to make these choices to do what I did. But to know that, like, owning and honoring ourselves to know that, oh, wait, my soul was ready because I was tired of living that lie. You know, and going, you know, so we don't need these big healers in other people's lives. And a lot of that healer stuff is kind of like this whole perpetuation of people pleasing. Yeah. And fulfilling that ego aspect of things. So, you know, if you choose to live a better life, that's on you. You know, I just kind of granted, you know, a, a, a magical fairy wand and said, look how big this is. <laughs> well, and I think it, just sitting here you know. and talking to you, I feel like if people had more people they could relate to, the gay community had more people like you in these positions, you know, sharing that wisdom, sharing that light, mm -hmm. it, it, it's much more, it's easier to accept coming yeah. from you yeah. than it would be from, uh, well, for me personally, from a female who I don't, you know. Right understand her <laughs> i don't yeah. quite equate to her but you can be silly with me you can be funny with me can, we can talk about boys and, and and we can talk about chakras totally boys and chakras boys and chakras I, that's your next book no. <laughs> boys and chakras. No, just, <laughs> chakra boys my chakra my <laughs> uh i think yeah yeah <laughs> but you know it's i i think that a lot of you know in the gay community there's a lot of people trying to discover who you are or who they are. And there's a lot of undealt with trauma uh, that it's being suppressed. And there's a lot of suppressing of these beautiful people's magic because they feel like they need to try to be like everybody else in that scene. And I just want to say, be yourself. You know, if you're mad, you know, everybody's magical. Everybody has that potential, that heart, the ability to love and, you're not who everybody on Grinder thinks you are. Like, you don't need to... Like, I I used to identify with being a unicorn, and, and I'm like, you know, like, I that just doesn't even... It, it's weird, because it doesn't even interest me of even identifying myself as anything, which is really interesting. Um, because you are unique. You are you. You can't identify I, as anything I can't else. compare myself to anything. And, and no, know? nor should anybody. Yeah, and so, I, you know, if... You know, I do such an like an incredible, bizarre, different things. Like when I get back to Arizona, I'm going to the Gem Festival and I'm going to buy a bunch of crystals. Yeah. You know, because that's what I like to do. And then I'm going to study my wine stuff some more. And I don't know what's going to do, but you know, I like doing it. So, um, follow your heart. Follow that. Follow that. Your and heart, not your head. Yeah, twerk, twerk in the heart. Picture yourself. We twerk for Jesus at um, Mo's on Sundays. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Well, do you know that we all have the potential of having that Christ within us? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. He said, he said, he was basically teaching, be, be like this. You can be like me. 
in the terms of being able to love and accept all that is and to love with that compassion of your own self-compassion to have that compassion for all of creation isn't that interesting though that, that so many christians are full of hate mm-hmm. well because they've given their power away to something else to a lot of other beliefs so and and that's the thing is that like when it comes down to like how can we own our power our energy for ourselves and be that self-compassionate loving being towards myself so I can also have that compassion for others. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that during my deepest, darkest moments, I was still loved and cared for beyond my wildest dreams, and I'm still here because I had that faith. Mm-hmm. I was not raised in a religious upbringing whatsoever, but I've studied so many different philosophies, but also with my meditation. Like, I meditate and I see myself surrounded with Christ and Buddha and Lao Tzu and all the ascended realms and, you know, and angels and angels and angels and angels and angels. And it's like, what the hell were you ever fretting on, you know? <laughs> oh, because I gave my power away to somebody else's belief that didn't work for me. You believe someone else's structure. Yeah. Which, there is no structure. You no. build it yourself. Totally. We are all manifesting our own lives. Right. And um, fuck the fear. Or, fuck the or, yuck, is what I say. I, you know, I, I like saying thank you, fear. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Because that gives it honor and respect. Because was that fear okay. not teaching you something? Because if I'm fighting fear with a fear reaction by saying fuck it yeah that's not accepting that the fear has taught me something exactly Mm. now if you start going oh wow i'm gonna i'm gonna thank myself for that time that i was afraid for this guess what happens what happened the fear dissolves because it has no place anymore yeah because you're thanking it Mm -hmm. wow thank you thank you for pushing me yeah thank you remember that one time i pushed you off a cliff and you were afraid (laughs) but i landed on all fours (laughs) (laughs) on all sixes on all fives (laughs) that first uh festival was sort of like being pushed off a cliff (laughs) or no that was the night it rained freezing cold and there was a river going through my tent oh i remember Remember that that? yeah and then i had um uh, pneumonia when i left (laughs) yeah I, i remember holding your hand while you were saying the moon is melting. Oh, that's the night I kissed Luna and I talked to that one girl who smelled like SpaghettiOs, remember? <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> I was under the, I was under this umbrella. We were listening to the, I don't, I think it was Sophie Tucker. Sophie Tucker were, were playing or somebody and this girl was, I think she was coming on to me and she was just like, and I did not know what to do with her and I may or may not have t- taken a mushroom or two that day and I remember going to you saying, <laughs> Yeah, and it was so weird. She smelled like SpaghettiOs. And you're like, yeah, that was puke. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm never going to be with a woman again. I'm all, come here. (laughs) Come here. Come with me. Put down the parasol. Let's go elsewhere. (laughs) Let's go somewhere else. Get away from the SpaghettiOs. Step away from the Chef Boyardee. (laughs) Well, 
I'm so happy that you were able to stop by here today. <laughs> Me too. Um, you know, I, I definitely want you back at some point in time. I want to um, set up a workshop. If you're listening to this podcast now, please reach out to us. You can always text us at 619-880-GLAM. Let us know if you're interested. So next time Danny comes around, I would love to set up a workshop with you so people can That'd get a awesome. little taste yeah. of, you know, what I've experienced. Yeah. And, and maybe we'll open up some other people. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that I don't do this work anymore what i'm saying is that i allow myself to explore all the things that i enjoy right and so you know one of the things that i really enjoy is let's start talking about what brings joy in people's lives that's what i enjoy now and that's so that's kind of like the stuff that i really want to talk about but um yeah i would love to i would love to that you know um i have a lot of fun doing all these talks and you know i i i love it you know i love you i love you (laughs) oh my god Thank you for stopping by today at Should our I? super secret sessions. Um, how can people uh, seek you out? How do they? How do they find you? What, what What can they do? Close your eyes, and when you think of me, I'm right there. No, just kidding. Okay, that's very existential. <laughs> and so, um, I have an amazing YouTube channel with so many videos, a lot of re- free resources um, on different topics from anything and everything um and that is youtube.com forward slash danny picard inspires okay my instagram is the danny picard all one word okay my tiktok the danny picard all one word um my website is the epichuman.com and there's also um uh, meditations you can buy i still do some classes once a month um that and we're usually um, uh, 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 what's it called? Live stream. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've been so, working with a sound therapist. So well, I, right? I do this. No, not anymore. So, okay. um, I, I know that I do my best work when I'm by myself cause I'm not tapping into anybody else's energy fields. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, you know, on February 25th, I'm teaching an in-class Metatronia therapy training at the Unity Church of Sedona. Okay. Um, but the next class, uh, we'll probably be talking about something about, you know, rekindling the joy within your heart or something. You know, it sounds a little sappy, but, you know. Joy is important in life. It is. And, and if, you forget, to... if you forget that it's a thing, it's going to make it be very, very easy to not focus on joy. <laughs> like right now, I want to say I'm grateful for this experience because yeah. right now this is joy. Yeah. It's beautiful setting with a, a wonderful friend and a good talk. This is beautiful. It's been beautiful. And you know, this mega yacht, you know, they, um, I, the, it's the, huge. Os- the ostrich leather seats is a little much. <laughs> Do you like, think it's real ostrich? You know, I don't know, but <laughs> oh wait, and, there's a feather right there. You know okay. who does who does golden ocetra caviar? I mean, really? Ah, uh, only um, creative press. <laughs> and I have to give you shit for bringing out crystal because that's uh, so overrated. Oh, doses and mimosas, baby. That's how we do it here. <laughs> All right, y'all. If you are in San Diego. February 5th is our next Church of Glam. It's going to be amazing. I have um, an amazing podcast lined up for you with the mayor of San Diego, Todd Gloria, is joining what? us. Yes. Wait, what's his last name? Todd Gloria. Oh, okay. Gloria. 
Gloria. Now, he's, he's a wonderful man. He's done so much for our community. He is part of our community as well. Um, and I'm super excited to talk to him. We're going to have awesome. uh, lots of questions for him um, and why there are so many fucking bike lanes and no bikes. That's my <laughs> biggest question. Um, <laughs> but we also have Ryan Bedrosian in um, the house from uh, Riches. Uh, of course, uh, Jasmine Glam, uh, Khalil Blue, Ariana Grinder will be in the house. And from RuPaul's Drag Race, um, Rockham. Wait, I don't think I'm pronouncing that right. Rock. I'm just going to say rock. <laughs> rock them. <laughs> it's going to be great. So um, stop on by. We have our live studio audience. You're more than welcome to join us. And then, of course, afterwards, we have the house of um, the Church of Glam uh, with my special guests, uh, Judas Joe Manson, who is an amazing Lady Gaga impersonator, as well as Ariel Stacks, XXX. And I are doing a um, unholy tribute. Mama don't know daddy's getting hot while he's dropping it. Sam Smith. What if we didn't have holes in our body? How would we pee or poop? Or Or eat? Or Or breathe? Or hear? (gasps) Holes are important. (laughs) Holes are very important. (laughs) Holes are very holy. And with that, (laughs) we're going to end this session. <laughs> I hope you have a lovely trip down to Puerto Vallarta. Thank you. Um, I have. I'm going to get down there soon, and uh, we hope to have you back real soon. Yay! Thank you, Danny. Picard. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you too. Yay! Damn, girl, was that an hour already? Sheesh! Time flies when you're having fun. Want to join us live? Meet our cast and special guests. Have your say on this very podcast. Well, join our live studio audience from 12 noon on the first Sunday of every month, live from the world-famous Urban Moe's Bar and Grill. Be part of the community like never before. Hillcrest, see you next month. The Church of Glam and GGTV is a Glitz Glam and Creative Press production. You want to get in touch? Get involved? Then text us at 619-880-GLAM or email us at hello at thechurchofglam.com. 